Hello, everyone, and welcome into the GPS show. I'm Gabe Gottesman, and as always, I'm here with Scott Pirak on a Friday afternoon. Playoff basketball is just around the corner. We're very excited for that. Scott, we're recording this on a Thursday morning, so fresh out of one of the best basketball games, I think, in, in years probably last night between my Warriors and the Lakers and, of course, LeBron had to do what LeBron does, and I respect how great that game was. Scott, what were your initial reactions to that? And honestly, one of my things that I was talking with my family about was how important is that game for LeBron's legacy because we're never going to see this again, maybe, and that could be like a a statement there that in the must-win game, he hits a game winner. Yeah, I mean, first off, I think it shows how important LeBron is just in general, I mean, the Lakers this year without LeBron, he missed 27 games and they went 12 and 15. Keep in mind, there was a time when the Lakers were the one and two seed. They were fighting back and forth with like the Clippers, the Jazz and the Suns. And then they fell down to the seven seed. But I mean, it was a day at the office. He had 20, what was it? He had 25, I believe 22, 10 and 11. And people are like, where's playoff LeBron? That is playoff LeBron. He dropped a triple-double and maybe one of the better game winners we've seen in a while. So I mean, that, that's probably 36-year-old playoff LeBron, you know? It's not like he's going to get – he's probably – we can't expect him to drop 50 regularly and, and also get a triple-double. I mean, he's not 25 anymore like some of these guys. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I that was obviously an incredible game. One thing that I, I did notice was just – I kind of forgot how big of a gap the talent was between these two teams because past Steph Curry, first of all, Draymond Green, he's, he's pretty much a liability on the offensive end. He's missing wide open layups. He had two points and not an eight assists. That's something that you, you'll see all season long. He had a game where he had two points and 19 assists. Can so I something? They are not going to win a single game. Any, they're not going to, if they get through the play in tournament, they're not going to win any more games if Draymond Green doesn't score more than 10 points. You can't have arguably your second best player on the team. I think you could agree that he's either the second or third team, kind of with Andrew Wiggins, play 41 minutes. He led the team in minutes and scored two points. Yeah, the, the problem was this game is Steph Curry only shot nine three-pointers. He was 66% from three. He needed to put up way more shots. It's not even his fault. We saw in that last play, he was getting quadruple teamed. I I would have rather had, if I was the Lakers, five guys on Steph Curry, no one guarding the ball, literally giving another player a wide open layup because they were up three. That's how good he is. And that's how good he was last or on Wednesday. They did that to Draymond Green. At the end of the third quarter, they triple team Stephen Curry and Draymond Green had an open three and almost, I mean, it went hard off the back of the rim. Scott, who do you think, if the Warriors lose tonight to the Grizzlies, they're, they're going to be tipping off in just a few minutes. Uh, do you think Steph Curry should leave the Warriors, even if Clay Thompson comes back? Because after next year, he'll be a free agent, and he could go join the Clippers or go join the Lakers or go or maybe even go join the New York Knicks. Just Do you think that he should leave the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference? That's just absolutely absurd that you can play the Lakers as a seven seed. Uh, And he's still got, he's only 33. He's probably going to be in his prime until he's 37. 
do you think Steph Curry should leave or just wait for Clay to come back and hope that he's what he once was and him, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and maybe even James Wiseman can form something once again in the Bay? Well, I mean, I think he should stay, and I think there's three main reasons. First off, people are forgetting about Clay Thompson. Um, he's been he's been out for the past two years, but when he's in the game, I think he's a top five shooter all the time. I think Stephen Curry this year has really made himself the best shooter. I feel like it was kind of up for debate. It's not anymore. But when you have both those players on the court, you can't double team them both at one time. It's just not going to happen. So I think that's one of them. I think they have a bunch of young talent in Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole was good. Jordan Poole's look good. Andrew Wiggins in the play-in look good. And I feel like kind of in a weird way with Clay Thompson out, that's actually helped him a lot because it's gave him time on the ball when Curry's out. James Wiseman. Then the biggest thing for me is that they have the Timberwolves pick. And if it falls out of the top three picks, that will be the Warriors pick through the D'Angelo Russell trade. So, and I mean, very, if Evan Mobley falls, I mean, you could get a really good player at the, five. I mean, wait, the question is, will it fall out of the top three though? Cause currently Minnesota, if you look at the overall league standings, finished very well near the bottom of the half, um, yeah, obviously didn't even make the play in. So I think that will kind of be his fate in a way is where does that pick land and is clay going to be ready for the 2022 season? What do you think? I mean, I I also think that being Kobe Bryant, we think of him as just 20 years on the Lakers. That's important. You think of um, people question whether Tom Brady leaving would hurt his legacy. Michael Jordan, that's kind of the the standout one where you played on the wizards where people are like, Oh, like he played on the wizards. He could have just, stayed on the Bulls for a year longer, retired, and then kind of rode into the sunset. But he had to do that. I don't know if Steph really cares about that, but he's still got so many years left. And I don't know if waiting for James Wiseman or waiting for uh, Jordan Poole to try to develop more, because there's no, there's no way they compete with a team like the Nets or even if they meet, you know, the 76ers down the road or the Bucks, and then in the West – the Nuggets are only getting to get better. I disagree with that. I, I think if, if they oh, get Clay, a healthy Warriors team. Yeah, but Clay's been he's out for two years. He's not going to come back the same. Obviously, he's a shooter, so it helps because it's not as big of a difference as like if LeBron got injured or Giannis. But I don't think he's going to come back being entirely the same player. We we even seen with Kevin Durant, he's not entirely the same. He's going to be older, and even with Clay Thompson, they like they're still an older team than they were when they had 73 wins with this team I would say they're in my opinion they're top I think they would get to the conference finals in the west at least if they're healthy the whole year so obviously I mean if Curry gets injured through the 40 through the first half of the season that goes out the door um but I think with a healthy roster they're one of the top two teams in the west and top four teams because I do think there are stronger teams in the east i feel like the east is kind of making its resurgence but speaking of injuries let's go to the play of draymond green and lebron james real quick i'm sure you've seen it what was your opinion on that was that a flagrant well i mean you didn't call it one but i i think that the referees maybe should have called it one but it should not be one i know uh uh 
Van Gundy, Stan Van Gundy or Jeff Van Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy was saying like, that's going to be called one, but it shouldn't be one because he's just trying to make a good play on the ball. But LeBron, I mean, I feel like he was overreacting a little bit. Like you get hit in the eye, like just, I don't know, survive. You're six, eight, 250. You get hit in the eye. It should be fine, honestly. But that's, um, that's something where at the end of a game with two minutes left, that was like a game. It felt like a game seven of the finals. You just had to let it play out. I mean, that when I, when that buzzer sounded after Steph Curry couldn't, couldn't get the ball in the inbound, I wanted six more games, even though the Lakers are probably would, would run away with the series. I wanted six more of those games because watching just the, both of those teams go at it and play so hard. I, I wanted that to be a full series. I'm not going to lie, but um, maybe that one game made it more intense. Scott, I'm curious for you moving up past the plans because there was a playing game last night. We have no clue what happened because we're recording it the morning of between the Wizards and the Pacers. But looking at players like Bradley Beal, um, maybe a guy like, uh, well, I guess I won't give any examples. But last year we saw some players, for example, maybe Jamal Murray or Jimmy Butler or TJ Warren. Yeah, TJ Warren. That's a good example where players – just kind of elevated their status in the playoffs a little bit. We see it pretty much every year. I mean, the year before it was um, maybe Kawhi Leonard. People were saying he was the best player in the world, Pascal Siakam. Though there's always a few players that really uh, elevate their stock. In the bubble, it was Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray in that first round. I remember that. They were just dropping 50, both of them, every night. Who is the one player or maybe two, one from each conference, that you think will be the, the Jamal Murray or Jimmy Butler of this year's playoffs where maybe they don't win a championship, but – they show that they're a superstar. Cause I mean, I think the perfect example is Murray from last year. He was just absurd throughout the entire playoffs, averaging like 30 a game. Who do you see this year that becomes that maybe a, a sleeper pick to make a huge difference for their team? Well, I'm, I'm going to try and eliminate. So I should eliminate all stars then. Cause I was going to go Julius Randle, but he wasn't. I mean, that's, I, 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 should, I would eliminate superstars or players that have done it before. Yeah. Like obviously we know LeBron's going to dominate yeah. in the playoffs. No, I think that would be maybe the best series of the first round. Suns Lakers, a player I'm going to go with. And I think I'm going to go with Damian Lillard in the West. I feel like Portland's always one of those teams that always gets in the playoffs, but no one ever talks about them. I mean, they're the sixth seed. Um, Damian Lillard hasn't really been in a lot of conversations, but had a pretty good year. So I think just Portland's always been good, and they have a really good dynamic backcourt with McCollum and Lillard. So I'll go with them in the West. And then the East? The problem is I'd, I'm going to go with Randall. I feel like against Atlanta, Atlanta doesn't have a – big that can match up against him so i'm gonna go with julius randall kind of elevates from a star to a superstar in the playoffs and and the big apple makes it perfect my my dream for the nba in the next few years is if zion goes to new york because i just love it when like the celtics are probably gonna be good if the uh, the knicks are good the heat just those classic teams i think is a lot of fun and speaking of i think in the eastern conference jason tatum who played super well in the first play-in game. I think he dropped 50 against uh, the Wizards, who everyone everyone was picking the Wizards, including myself. I thought the Wizards would definitely win that play-in game. But um, 50 from Tatum on – he had 17 to 17 from the free throw line. So he gets down there. He can score inside and out. I think he can really – they got to the conference finals. I think they've been to the conference finals three years uh, in just in his career. 
but he hasn't really been able to turn the corner. I think this could be the year where he puts up crazy numbers and maybe makes a run at the Nets, uh, who I have been so confused on. At first, I was like, no, they're going to be bad. They can't find chemistry. And then they got chemistry, and I was like, okay, they're going to win. And now they, they can't defend. They can't defend bigs. They're going to have to play Giannis in the second round. But I like Jason Tatum out of the East. Out of the West, I'm tempted to go with Devin Booker because I feel like everyone's riding out the the Phoenix Suns because they're playing the, the Lakers, of course, with LeBron. And LeBron can go one – that team went, what, four of 28 in the first half, and they still ended up winning. But um, I think I'll go with um, – you know who I'm going to go with? I'll go with Luka Doncic because in a rematch against the Clippers, he had a game winner last year in the bubble. And I think this time around, um, they're healthier. I really think they'll, uh, they'll, I think they're going to beat the Clippers in the first round. That's my, my bold prediction there. Uh, a lot of people have the Clippers playing the Lakers in the conference finals. I actually like the Mavericks there as a little bit of an upset. And I think Luka goes off. So Scott, speaking of to round out the show, we're going to give our complete playoff predictions. The only game we don't know are the second playing games, but those are the two eight seeds. I'm not sure if it really matters. Um, so let's start off in the Western Conference with the 1-8 matchup. The Jazz, the top seed, they had a very, very good year. Um, they will be playing the winner of the Memphis Grizzlies-Golden State Warriors game, which is uh, starting at 6 o'clock out of the Western conference. So who do you have winning that series and in how many games? I mean, the best team in the NBA currently with the best record, I have to go with the jazz and I'm going to, if it's golden state, I'm going to go five games. If it's Memphis, I'm going to go four games. It's just, I feel like Curry, one of those games is going to have to pop off. But I mean, end of the day, Jazz were the best team in the NBA with a 52 and 20 record. So Jazz See, for me, I think the Warriors win against the Grizzlies. I think this game, I think this goes, I'm tempted to say seven, but I'll say, I'll say Jazz and six because I mean, it, it's, I'm sorry, but the Warriors really should have won that game. They just have nowhere near the talent this year uh, compared to some other teams. Steph, arguably the MVP. We can get into that in future weeks, but um, I think the Jazz win this one in six. Moving on to the 5-4 matchup. I already told you I have winning. I think the Mavericks is the five seed. Home court isn't as big of a factor. So usually in that 5-4 matchup, that can mean a lot because the teams are so even. I like the Mavericks with Luka and Kristaps and those players to um, to come out and uh, put on a show. Both of these teams are actually really good offensively. The only thing that worries me is whether this team, the Clippers that are the number one three-point shooting team this year, if Kawhi and Paul George crank it up on the defensive end like they haven't done in the regular season that could be troubling for Luka but uh, I actually like the Mavericks here to get by this is a hard one I I mean I do agree with you that it, uh, Dallas has built a really strong roster obviously about revolved around Chris Stops and Luka but I think I'm gonna have to go with the Clippers assuming we don't see pandemic P again <laughs> um I mean, Paul George has actually been pretty good this year. He's averaging 23.9 points per game, five assists, six rebounds. And I think he's one of the better two-way players in the league. But then they also have what I think is the best two-way player in the league, which is Kawhi Leonard. I mean, averaging 25 points per game, five assists. And obviously, we all know 
how good he is at pickpocketing. So I'm going to have to go with the Clippers. I just think they overall have built a stronger team. And I, and I think I truly believe this. Rayshon Rondo will be the difference maker in this playoff series. I yeah, think he's one of those players. Watching the Lakers last night, they didn't have that. In the final few minutes, they didn't have that floor general that was able to find people in the corners. And I think Rayshon Rondo brought that to the Clippers. All right, this next series, I think is going to be uh, very exciting. The Denver Nuggets host the Portland Trailblazers, the sixth seed that we already talked about. This is two of the biggest superstars in the league right now. Jokic averaging 26, uh, 11, and 8, leading his team in points, rebounds, and assists. Damian Lillard, 7.5 assists and twenty, uh, almost 29 points. He's shooting um, just at a rate we have not seen besides Steph Curry, maybe in NBA history, just from all over the place. He, he can really make it from anywhere. He's a lot like Steph in that regard. I also hate saying like Damian Lillard, who's one of the best shooters of all time, is like Steph because that's kind of, uh, I feel like it puts down Lillard because he's a, he, in his own right, he's a really good player. Um, I'm going to take the Nuggets here, even without Jamal Murray. I think this goes seven, though. We saw a few years ago this series go seven games uh, between these two teams, and I just like the Nuggets' depth, and I think that we're forgetting that this team made the conference finals last year. They beat the Clippers, so we know that they've been here before. Uh, and Jokic, I would like to see him be more dominant on the inside and not get, you know, 12 assists just because you can do it in the regular season. I want him to be not only a playmaker, but also uh, down low against Ennis Cantor, who's had a pretty good season. I think the Nuggets will just be too much to handle, and I think they'll win a game seven. I'm going to go with Portland in seven. This is my big upset here. Um, in the season, Blazers went one and two against them, obviously rounded out the season winning 132 to 116 over Denver. But the, their two losses, they lost 111-106, and then their other one was 106-105. So all the games they played were close this year. Um, I mean, I'm just going to go back to, I think, without if Jamal Murray was in, I would pick Denver. But I think that kind of lacking that, playmaker that can really match up against Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. I doubt they're going to put Michael Porter Jr. against one of those two. He's just not fast enough. So I'm going to go Blazers in seven are going to have to steal some games, but I, I think that's a big one. And then moving on to my favorite series of the playoffs, it's Lakers Suns. I'm going to go Lakers. This is, I think the, oh. I think the Phoenix dream season comes to an end. Lakers in six it's just for just for me when LeBron and Anthony Davis have been on the court this year they were kind of catapulting between the three and one seed the whole time as soon as both those players went down they fall to the seven seed um even the final few games they were starting to make a push I just think the Lakers have two of the top 10 players in the NBA well I think this either honestly goes Lakers in four or Suns in seven because it's either gonna it's either gonna be a series where it's like all right this is we can see it what it is face value which is LeBron and Anthony Davis the two best players in the Lakers against Chris Paul and Devin Booker who are just as compared to AD and LeBron I mean it's just like this it's gonna be an ugly series in my opinion 
I'm going to go actually Lakers in five because I think it'll be three zero Lakers and maybe they rest their starters. And honestly, I see that. I see them resting. I, I, I can't see them. I think they've I talked about, I think, I think LeBron has, I think LeBron's actually talked about maybe resting if they're up in a series. Uh, I could see that. I could see a gentleman sweep four one Lakers move on just too much for the Suns. This is, it's such a sad site because it's been a long time for the for the Suns and now they have to play LeBron in the first round it's tough I will I mean as usual I think this is all going to be about LeBron because I I think Aiden can stop Anthony Davis to an extent they're both around that 610 611 height which definitely helps and Aiden has shown flashes of promise the main question for me is who guards LeBron because as you said Chris Paul is nowhere near the height or strength of LeBron, who is the point guard of this team. Hell bridges. And yeah, I mean, we saw it against Wiggins last night. He held his own for a little bit, but at the end of the day, LeBron dropped 22 points. Um, so I, I just feel like there is really maybe four or five players in this league that can truly stop LeBron. So with that, let's move to another player that's been a matchup issue out in the East. That's Joel Embiid of the Philadelphia 76ers. They're going to be taking on the winner of Pacers, Washington, but Gabe, I have the Sixers in four here. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go sweep for the for Philadelphia as well. I mean, it feels so weird. This is, it feels like the Bucks that don't, that even get talked about less because Giannis won the MVP, but this team has been very uh, underwhelming in the playoffs. And I would like them to, to break through a little bit with Joel Embiid. We'll see if Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris can step up in the playoffs like they have in the regular season. Also, I think those little role players like maybe Matisse Thibel um, can make a difference on the defensive side. And this should be a 4-0 sweep. No one can really match Joel Embiid inside uh, on either of those teams. Sabonis is a little bit too small. So I like 76ers and four there. Um, Moving along, this is a fun series. The New York Knicks against the Atlanta Hawks. Scott, I've never been a Trey Young fan. Uh, I don't know exactly why. I just think that he gets too many foul calls for him for his size. It's just I feel like he's just a, a little bit small, so he just gets flown around and gets some easy calls. But oh, I don't know who to pick here. I, I mean, I think I'm going to pick the Knicks because in the playoffs, you don't get the whistle as much. And Julius Randle's played very well. Derrick Rose has played pretty well and if rj barrett can just limit the number of shots he takes in all honesty he's just um he needs to probably settle down a little bit unless let the veterans take over i think we could actually see a derrick rose revival in one of these games where he goes off that could be a storyline and i like the knicks here in seven i'm gonna say because i think this could be uh, an either way series but i like new york I also like New York here. Uh, I'm first going to put respect on RJ Barry. He's averaging 17 points per game. Yeah, I'm like 20% shooting though. <laughs> he has games where he goes like three for 19. That, that is true. I, I, this series is going to come down to how efficient can Julius Randle and Derrick Rose be. They're the two headliners names for New York. I think also New York was um, top five in the league on defensive Defensive-wise, they gave up around 106 points per game, I believe, somewhere around there. Um, I just think that the Knicks – I'm going to go Knicks in six because I think Trey Young will have a few strong games, and they do have Clint Capella. But overall, I think Knicks 
are the more dynamic roster, which if you asked me that a year ago, I would be shocked. I would be saying that. Now, Gabe, this is another interesting series. Yeah. Milwaukee Bucks against the Miami Heat. I don't remember if we saw that series last year. That yeah, was, we did. I think we did. Yeah. yeah. Or the Heat won 4 1. They were up 3 1, and then Giannis got hurt or something. And, and then Chris Middleton took over. But I think this is probably the, the, for the league, if you're Adam Silver, this is the series you want to promote the most because it's not only a rematch, uh, but it's probably on paper the best series we have in this first round. Uh, I'm very excited for it. The Heat with this, uh, this is kind of a prove it series for them. Sadly, because they made the finals last year, they kind of still need to prove themselves that that wasn't just, oh, it was in the bubble. It was a fluke year. They've got some, some really good players. Obviously, Bam Adebayo has had a great season. Um, Jimmy Butler's played very well. Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, those two shooters. But I'm, oof, this is really tough. I'm going to take the Bucks in six because with Drew Holiday and Giannis um, and Chris Middleton and P.J. Tucker, all those guys, I think this is a very good defensive team. And I think they'll shut down Miami a little bit, who – we saw even last year, they struggled kind of to keep up with the Lakers at times late in games. And I think that'll be the difference. And I'll take the Bucks in six. I'm going to go with the Bucks in five. I just think that uh, first off, Giannis is a one of a kind type player. Um, you don't really see players that can run his speed and throw it down that easily. But for me, it's, I think Milwaukee is a very strong coaching staff. And I think bringing in Drew Holiday this year, has made a major difference for them. And they're a team that hasn't been on national television a lot this year. It's just strange because they have a top 10 player on their team. But I also think it's that Miami does not have the same depth. Tyler Hero had a great bubble season. I think he's one of those players that improved his stock. And since then, it's kind of fallen. Yeah. So I'm going to go Milwaukee in five overall, the better team. And then to round out the opening round, we have the Brooklyn Nets against the Boston Celtics in game. I'm going to go Brooklyn in four because yeah. they have, I mean, three of the top 15 players. Cause I'm going to bump Kyrie out of the top 10, but I mean, wow, that's, with, he had 50, 40, 90. I'm going to take the Nets in, in four as well. I mean, yeah, with Kyrie, have, no disrespect to Tatum. I think they have the three best players on the court. Um, and, and I did say that Tatum was the guy in the East that I think can, can make a splash. So now I'm kind of realizing that's not ideal. But, I mean, he'll have four big games because they'll be down a lot. And yeah, great stat line for one five. Maybe this goes five, but Tatum's their only – with Jalen Brown out, he's really all they have on offense. And if he's not on, then – if he is on, then they lose 130-128. If he isn't on, they lose 130-92. So um, – this Brooklyn team is too much in my opinion for a lot of these teams. So I'm going to have the nets moving forward. E even with that chemistry, I, they haven't, they've only played what seven games together. Um, I think that they'll still move on. So Scott, now we move back up to the top left of the bracket, Utah, just uh, we both had them cruising over the warriors slash Grizzlies. So they play in my bracket, the Dallas Mavericks. And I think this is where, the Mavericks road ends because uh, I think Utah is just a little bit too much. Rudy Gobert, some people think he's overrated. I actually uh, like him. 
Um, they've got Bogdanovich. Uh, they have a really good bench with Clarkson, Ingles, et cetera, and uh, Donovan Mitchell, of course. Uh, I, I really like this Utah Jazz team, and I think that they'll move on to the conference finals by way of getting a, uh, an upset with the Mavericks over the, over the Clippers. I'm going to go with the Jazz here. I think they're one of those teams that just hasn't been talked about enough. Um, Donovan Mitchell has had a really strong year. Mike Conley, I mean, they both were all-stars. Conley was in due to virtue of someone being down, but still averaging 16 points per game. Um, they have a defensive player of the year candidate in Rudy Gobert, then Donovan Mitchell averaging 23. I feel like they might be the most complete team in the tournament or in the playoffs. I just feel like they don't have – their star player is not in the top 15 players in the playoffs, so they won't make it – past after i mean they beat the clippers but i'm not quite sure how much farther they can go all right next up is uh, i have denver versus lakers you have trailblazers versus lakers those are both series we saw last year and a seven game series i i can just never bet against lebron james uh, before the conference finals at, at the at the uh, latest but uh, I'm going to go with Lakers here, probably in, in five uh, over the Nuggets, in my opinion. We saw it's the same score, 4-1, that we saw last year. I mean, in a, in a seven-game series, there's no way that you can beat Anthony Davis and LeBron four times out of seven, in my opinion. So I like the Lakers. I mean, yeah, I think you hit the spot there. The Lakers were the number one defensive team. They had a defensive rating of 106.8 points per game. Um, and that's even without LeBron and Anthony Davis for a while. So they know their values. And I, I mean, as you said, when's the last time we haven't seen, if you exclude the year that LeBron was injured the whole time, which was two years ago now, he would be going to the finals for like his 16th time in a row or something and it's not that high but you get my point he's been to the finals a lot so i just think why well, stop the train now lakers over portland in five yeah, i want to say something i really enjoyed those those games okay so on tuesday night 144 117 pages over hornets and 118 100 Celtics over wizards on wednesday the Western Conference, it was 103-100 and 196. I really respect the good defense being played in, in the NBA in the playoffs. I, I just hate watching just open threes get drilled 80% of the time. So I would like to see that Lakers series against the Nuggets where it would probably be similar to those games as well. All right, moving down to the East. So you have what? We both have Utah versus uh, LA Lakers in the, in the finals. finals. So in the East – we both have – you picked the Knicks over the Atlanta Hawks too, so we both have Philadelphia versus New York. I mean, this I think this is a complete mismatch. I might go – well, not mismatch, I don't want to say, but just in terms of talent, I think it's just too much. I'll go Philadelphia in – I don't want to say four, but I'm just going to say it. I'll say the, the, the 76ers sweep the Knicks. They're a great story, but I just don't think they have the talent uh, or the shooting – when you can, when you play hard in the regular season and you're a physical team, you're going to do well. But then when you get to meet your match here in Philadelphia, I think it'll be way too much. Um, I, I kind of like that Philadelphia got an easy break here because I want to see them at least make it to the conference finals and see how Joel Embiid stacks up with some of the other greats today. Um, I like Philadelphia. 
and four. Yeah, I'm also going to go Philadelphia and four. I mean, we've said it. They, I, I will say the one thing that I haven't touched on so far that I think they did so well over the offseason is they got Seth Curry and they got Danny Green. Yeah, those are two. Those are two premier shooters in the NBA. Obviously, not like the Steph Curry, Damian Lillard level, but they can knock down the open three, and I feel like that's what the Sixers were missing last year. And they got Doc Rivers as their head coach. So, complete team, Philadelphia and four over a Knicks team that's more built on aggressiveness than skill. Uh, for the you, yeah, we both picked the Bucks and we both picked the Nets. So in the second round, that's going to be a great matchup. It's been a story all season long of Brooklyn not being able to defend the bigs because they've got Blake Griffin, who's old, DeAndre Jordan, who's old, um, and then Claxton, who's just I, – I don't – obviously, he's just not an ideal player to have guarding Giannis. But uh, I have to pick the Brooklyn Nets here to move on past the Milwaukee Bucks because when you have enough of this, we've seen it too many times it doesn't matter in my opinion that they don't have the chemistry Kevin Durant Clay and Steph and Draymond were fighting every every single practice they hated each other it seemed like especially Draymond and KD and they ended up just winning back-to-back championships easily that's a similar story here in my opinion that is not being talked about enough this team that everyone's trying to figure out why they're going to lose I just want to accept the fact that they've got three of the top 10 players in the league in my opinion and if two of them are having a terrible night the other one's probably going to heat up so Kevin Durant, in my opinion, is the best scorer right now in the in the league uh, in terms of creating his own looks. So I like Brooklyn moving along in six versus Milwaukee. Gabe, I'm going to shock you here. I have Milwaukee in seven. Ooh. How, year, I, I Milwaukee, love this series. Milwaukee went 2-0 and against Brooklyn, winning 117-114, 124-118. So they showed they can actually keep up with this team. I think – Giannis is the perfect matchup for KD. Drew Holiday is the perfect matchup for Kyrie Irving. Then the problem is James Harden. But I feel like it's so hard to get all three players going at once. And that's kind of where Buttonholzer is going to have to, who's the Bucks coach, is going to really have to kind of do it on his own there. I mean, Chris Middleton's an average defender yeah. and kind of scheme for them. But I just feel like on the defensive side, Brooklyn is so bad that that's going to kind of haunt them in this series. And I'm going to go Milwaukee in seven, and it's going to be kind of Giannis's breakthrough because we've seen him win MVP two years in a row, but he hasn't been able to get to the conference finals and further. All right. So we both have the jazz, which I'm a little bit surprised about against the Lakers in the West. And then in the East, I have Philadelphia, Brooklyn, you have Philadelphia, Milwaukee. So Scott, we'll start in the West. I'm going to go with the Lakers here from the seventh seed. This isn't, this is like Tom Brady is the five seed and the, uh, in the playoffs in the NFL, they, they don't belong there. They should really be the one seed. And um, if they get past the Suns, I think that means they solved all their problems. So if I'm going to, if I'm going to have them going this far, I'll might as well have them going all the way to the finals uh, LeBron is LeBron. We, I don't need to say anything. If you're listening, you know, you've seen it for 20 years that he is, just otherworldly. He can take over a game at any time, get other players involved. The emergence of, of Kyle Kuzma and Taylor Horton Tucker and uh, Dennis Schroeder had a bad game on Wednesday, but the, those players, 
have been more than just role players. They've really played a part that LeBron needs because he gets other players involved. And then Anthony Davis, you can just give the ball to him in the fourth quarter on one possession and he can get you a bucket. So I have the Lakers going to the finals here, all of them winning in, in five games. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Lakers. I mean, with LeBron, they went 30 and 15 this season. If you if they didn't play any more games alone and put that into the conference, they would have been a few games shy of making the play in. And that's if they didn't even play any more games. That just shows how strong LeBron is. Um, so I'm going to have to go with the Lakers. I mean, we've talked about it. They have LeBron. I think that's kind of all you can say there. I will go Lakers in six there. I feel like the Jazz with Rudy Gobert will be able to stop them a little bit more than the other teams. But I'm going to go with Lakers from the West. And as we move to the East, this is my interesting series, the Philadelphia 76ers versus Milwaukee Bucks. I think I'm going to have to go with the Sixers. It's just this year coming out of the Eastern Conference Day, by far look like the best team I know Brooklyn was there, but they were very inconsistent. So I'm going to go Philly in six over the Bucks. Yeah, Milwaukee actually averaged the most points the entire year. But I, I mean, I agree. If those two teams are going against each other, I'd probably pick Philadelphia as well. I'm going to have the Nets beating the 76ers. I, I've just come to grips with the fact that we shouldn't try to make up stuff like I get it that in general, when you look at the analytics, like they need another big, they're not good enough defensively efficiency, but in a, in a late game situation, when you have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving and James Harden on the floor at once, there's just way too much to handle there. All these players have been by themselves. I mean, before Russell Westbrook was really Russell Westbrook, KD got to the finals, James Harden, when he went to Houston averaged 37 in a season and Kyrie hit the game-winning shot in Game 7 of the Finals. These guys are all amazing on their in their own, and they're all coming together to form this super team. And I'm just going to have to accept it and move them on to the Finals. And in my eyes, I think we get what the league really wants, which is the bad boys part two <laughs> out of Brooklyn against LeBron James trying to get his fifth ring. I mean, that Katie, if, LeBron, if LeBron wins, he might be the greatest of all time, honestly. I, know I already that, think he is, but I, I want to get something off. I'll do it in 30 seconds really quick. The fact that LeBron would go, what, three and six, he lost six finals. Why is that worse than going three and oh? I've never understood that because he, that means he made, would you rather have him miss the playoffs than make the final six more times? I, I've never got that. Uh, that six and oh is not, in my opinion, is just worse than six and six for the finals. I, I agree with you there. I mean, at the end of the day, you're in the finals, and, and I think that's all we're not clutch if you lose to Steph Curry, K- KD, and, and Clay Thompson. It just doesn't. And I think that's where it kind of gets into how much is player versus team. I mean, we go back to the play-in. Stephen Curry was the best player on the court yeah. that whole game, but he did not have the stronger team. Therefore, even when shooting 28% the first half, the Lakers who had probably overall four of the top five players on the court at the time were able to pull out a win. But with that said, I am going to go with the Lakers as your 2021 NBA champions in six games. It's just, it's so hard to bet against LeBron. I mean, even last year, I mean, he's entered 
as I like to say, it's my favorite time of the year. It's LeBron James playoff season. And just sit back and witness greatness because it's year 18 and it's coming to a close sooner than later. Yeah. I, what I picked the Super Bowl, I picked the Buccaneers because one thing I like to do is just think about if there's two minutes left and it's a close game, am I going to be more anxious rooting for when I, if I pick this team or, or that team? And I think if there's two minutes left in game seven of the finals, Nets versus Lakers, I actually would rather be rooting for and rather pick the Nets because I just, I can't, I cannot look at that team and say, and be comfortable saying that in a late game situation, which I think it'll eventually, I think this is go seven Lakers, Nets go seven. I, I just cannot allow myself to pick against this, this offensive team when there's no reason to say that offense hasn't taken over the league. Three-point shooting hasn't taken over the league. And you've got three of the best shooters of all time, three of the best scorers of all time, the best, one of the best ball handlers, if not the best ball handler in Kyrie, the best one-on-one -on -one player. In but that's the problem. James Harden. There, there's not, no, there's not enough time in the game to let them all do their yeah, own. Yeah, but what thing. do you mean that's the problem? They're the number two seed in the East. They, they showed that they they won on like an 18-game win streak with Harden in. They they, they didn't, they proved that that's not going to be an the number four seed, what are you saying? <laughs> I, I, mean, I just, the I East just is weak. You're trying to make things up. All right, they have one ball. Get it to Kevin Durant. He's the second best player in the world. I just don't understand how. You know, like Kyrie Irving had LeBron. In his, so when Kyrie Irving and LeBron were on the same team, was that ever an issue? When Katie, Steph, and Clay were on the same team, that was never an issue because we had players step back. Like Steph Curry said, I'll let Katie be the team. We already see now with James Harden. He averaged, he almost led the league in assists. He, um, he's taken a step back and wanted to be a facilitator because he draws so much attention. Kyrie Irving uh, has been kind of the main scorer but in a late game situation, I think that he'll also say, I did it for LeBron. Let me do it for Kevin Durant too. And I just think this team's too much and they win in seven games. And the Nets are uh, the evil 21 champions. And KD has three win three rings that are equivalent to, to zero. So <laughs> that's, that's what I'll say. Brooklyn takes it. I think in both cases, the, the NBA would be pretty happy if either side won because it would cause a lot of conversation. So, but we so we both have the Lakers in the final. Differences I have Brooklyn oh, eliminated earlier. I hate betting against LeBron, though. I really, I really hate it. I, it. It's the same as the NFL with Tom Brady. You always want to do it, but then when I mean, I did it myself. I I picked them and then I switched it to the Chiefs because I was following it up, and there it goes. And so with that, we're gonna wrap up this episode of GPS show. You can also hear us on Spotify if you miss any episodes. Thank you for listening and we'll be back next week with more NBA content.